welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing the HBO Max series, Sex Lives of College Girls. Very excited because I've been anxiously waiting for Jordan to catch up and watch this series. So excited to discuss it as season two just ended. But first, we've got TV news. One of my pieces of news is, did you see that new rom-com that is going to be out on Netflix in February featuring um, Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher? Um, I saw the poster and had to do a double take. It, it was I, very weird. It's weird. The pairing is too weird for me. I feel weird about it. Here's what's making me feel weird. First of all, the poster, they both... I mean, power to them, but they it looks like it's back in time in, like, the year okay. 2000 or something. That's so funny. I haven't even also, seen the poster. Oh. I mean, it, it, to me, it looked fake. I got, that's why I was like, is this real? <laughs> is this an old movie? And I think the second thing that makes me feel weird, I actually like both of these people, and but their personas do not match. They clash. Like, Reese, like looks amazing she seems so much older than ashton kutcher still seems he seems kind of like um silly i don't know like it's just like i just don't i can't take this pairing seriously i can't i don't their age i don't know what if they even like they could be the same age and it would still feel i bet they are and they i think that they both look like hotties yeah but like I mean, Reese is on, like, Big Little Lies. Like, imagine if Ashton Kutcher had been a dad on Big Little Lies. Like, that just does not make sense. (laughs) No. I don't know. It's... My brain doesn't compute them as a romantic couple. Mm Mm-mm. I'm Googling their ages. Okay, she's 46. He's 44. Okay, so, like... Wow, that is so fascinating. Practically the same age, but for some reason... Reese just seems like more of a serious person, you know, like, is it the punk of it all? I don't don't even know though. Cause it's like, she's, she grew up doing rom-coms like, but, and it, but it would still feels Mm -hmm. weird. I don't know. Maybe it's cause I haven't seen Ashton in a long time doing any acting. I don't know. They just don't seem like I I would, I would never put them in the same circle. No, it's, it's strange. Glad you agree. It is funny because now that I, I'm like, he was with Demi Moore for so long and like famously cougar yeah. relationship, you know? So it's like, it's not that I think that he wouldn't be with someone older than him. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I cannot merge their personas in my head of how no. I view each of them. I, that is so weird. But there's clearly something there because we both feel it. We just can't explain yes. it. <laughs> it's No. Party Down dropped like a little teaser trailer for their new season slash like a uh, revival kind of thing. And that is dropping on February 24th on stars. Unfortunately, definitely don't have <laughs> stars, but um, the promo was so honestly freaky because literally every cast member looks the same as in the original seasons. Mm-hmm. Like they all look amazing. Um, and it really shook me. Like, I really was like, oh, like, is this footage from the old season? So anyway, it had me really excited. Well, that's fun. 
I have another piece of Reese Witherspoon <laughs> news, <laughs> which is Yay. kind of a weird theme. Um, but apparently she's going to be starring in and executive producing a comedy series for Amazon Prime. Um, that's all about the world of cheerleading. It's called All Stars. And hmm. it comes from the same uh, person, Aline Broche McKenna, who wrote The Devil Wears Prada <gasps> and 27 Dresses. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <gasps> well, there you go. She rules. Wow, that'll be fun. Yeah. I assume. I feel I feel kind of bad. I feel like I was very derogatory towards Reese Witherspoon and made her sound like some sort of old withered hag. <laughs> no, I don't when think we were... you did at all. We were just, like, th- we were just saying. If anything, something there it's that more... we can't explain. Yes, I think it's actually more reflecting on Ashton than on Reese. Yes, like Ash- Ashton's like, career is, is not he? at the same level. Yeah. Yeah, and I really and I like Ashton Kutcher, but it's just strange. Okay, just had to get that off my chest. Thank you for clarifying. Did you see that Julio Torres, Los Spooky's fame, <laughs> is going to be making an HBO original comedy series that is called Little Films, and it's going to it's hasn't even begun production yet. That starts in February, but it'll be six episodes and half hour <laughs> i guess they we, we already it. know this and um i'm I just really happy that hbo is like still welcoming him into the family yeah but i can already tell that it's not enough six episodes <laughs> six episodes is a little uh depressing how many wow. episodes was the rehearsal was it I also, that six, was also six and like losa spookies is mm-hmm. also like that too so wow. it feels like a dig for like uh like niche comedy yeah here have six episodes okay we'll give you something but i mean yeah sad i'm still happy but i'm though. excited yeah i didn't know about that um speaking of hbo i felt like it was just worth mentioning my favorite one of my favorite movies of the year i think my second favorite movie of the year um the banshees of Inshirin. Um, is now on streaming on HBO Max. And if you haven't watched it yet, please go watch it. It's so good. I'm so relieved because I was just telling Taylor, I tried to see that at the movie theater this weekend and there, the fire alarm was going off. And so all the movies were canceled. So <laughs> really I will timing. be watching it on. <laughs> it was horrible. So and everyone there was there to see Avatar and they were all so sad. Oh, so. they um, don't have the luxury of going home and watching it on HBO. No, they don't. So, yeah, I'm very excited to watch that on my television instead of in the theater, which is very sad. That is sad. But cozy. It'll be cozy. And honestly, it's a good show to watch at home, I think, because their accents are so thick, you have to pay attention. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So, Oh, I'm going to love having those captions on. Yeah, you are. I'm actually kind of jealous. Oh, my gosh. I did not even consider that. Because when I was watching Tar this also this weekend i mean i didn't i could understand but i was like oh i forgot i miss captions <laughs> i saw marcel the shell with shoes on and it was a, at a closed captions showing and oh it was honestly kind of life changing yes wow. and so i need to be better at like searching those out and like going to those showings more because it was amazing i loved it that's brilliant i 
have I haven't actually been to a showing where it had the captions on the screen for everyone, mm-hmm. but I have seen people have who have that device at their mm-hmm. seat, and that is really cool. Yeah, too. But wow, I didn't ever even think about that. Just make sure that <laughs> you're not taking like the last seat in the showing and take someone who maybe can't hear. I guess that's true. We but didn't even know, and it was funny because it was my second time seeing it, and I was like. Where are their captions on in the first time I saw this show? Like, I didn't know if it was, like, oh. something that they decided to do because the shell's voice is kind of uh, hard yeah. to understand sometimes. But then after yeah, we that realized. But, yeah, good point. I, yeah, I don't know. I hate watching things on a TV without captions anymore. I, I'll miss stuff. I'll miss, like, jokes or yeah, I can't do what it. a character's actual name is. But my dad is very anti-caption and it drives me insane. <laughs> that's okay. My last piece of news is that Yellow Jackets was officially renewed for season three. Which, surpri- I'm not surprised by that at all. Not surprising, but also kind of surprising when season two hasn't even come out yet. But we love to yeah, see it. Yeah, that's true. And it does feel like everything else is getting canceled in the world because of all the HBO Max things getting removed and canceled. So seeing renewal news was very happy. Yeah, it was great. Um, I did have the <laughs> the news about Henry Cavill not returning to The Witcher oh, <laughs> because no. I felt like yes. we deserved to talk about it since we talked about it so much when it was announced that Liam Hemsworth was going to be replacing him. yes. And well, and I was, I forgot that there, like, The Witcher is the TV tie. I was only thinking of it in the Superman terms, mm-hmm. but totally relevant to TV. I feel really bad for him. Like, Honestly, I genuinely am sad. heartbroken for him. I don't watch The Witcher, but I have heard that everyone loves him in that show, and mm-hmm. now he has nothing. Like, now <laughs> he doesn't have either thing. It's really sad. I feel Poor bad for Henry him. Cavill. Poor beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> He'll oh land on gosh. his feet, I'm sure. But it is very sad. But I'm also... My- gonna- I would have been really sad if they were like, okay, just kidding, Liam Hemsworth. Never mind. I. It's a lose-lose. It's a truly yeah. a lose-lose. You can't just take it away from Liam. Um, My thing was like, who are you going to find out there that looks more like Superman than him? Yeah, good point. But... I'll Whatever. be interested to see who they cast. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want to take the last piece of news? Oh, yes. I will take the last piece. Um, it's like card games where it's like you want to play the final card and like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, like, and I knew that we uh, were both saving it for last. Yeah. But, and I could have done know. it, but I just wanted to talk about The Witcher. <laughs> It was that was a that was a total wild card to keep up the <laughs> card game metaphor. <laughs> um but the Sex Lives of College Girls has been officially renewed for season 3, which um before I finished the season, I was like surprised and happy because it literally HBO Max is canceling everything right now. So I was like, wow, that really says a lot that this got a renewal. And then I feel even more happy about it after seeing the finale because they really leave you on like several different cliffhangers. So if that had been the final ever episode, I feel like Mindy would have tried to get it picked up somewhere else. But now they don't have to. I'm really glad. I mean, you never know, though, because the minks of it all, you know, 
<sighs> the minx of it all. So so messed up. Getting picked up and filming a third season means nothing until it actually airs, I guess. <laughs> Truly diabolical. Yeah. One of the it's one of the wildest things that happen TV related all year, I think. I agree. They're literally almost done filming. And I don't really feel like the masses are outraged enough because not enough people were watching the show in the first place, I guess. Yeah. That's true. For those of you who don't know, which would be <laughs> interesting, but um, The Sex Lives of College Girls is a series on HBO Max about four freshmen who are at college and roommates, sweetmates. I think we've already mentioned this in this episode, but Mindy Kaling created it and with Justin Noble. And... So it's a very Mindy Kaling-esque show, but I think there's a lot of different things in the show that I appreciate. But first, for our top three, we thought we should name our three sweetmates. So three people we would want to um, live in a college dorm with. The key here is you have to kind of choose three people who would get along with each other and you, like you would all find a good groove and do well living together it's definitely Mm -hmm. different than just like a singular roommate situation it's a four person suite that you are all sharing so i I was go ahead i was gonna say i was very envious of the suite situation i think that looked very fun i just had like my my freshman dorm was a long hallway with like a million rooms and then a community bathroom there our building didn't have like a sweet situation and I think it looked really fun. Okay. That's fun. I, I was going to say, except for the community bathroom of it all, as far as, uh, the sweet, the sweet life of the Essex girls. (laughs) Um, but they also had to share their community bathroom with men as well. True. And had male neighbors. Yeah. Very interesting dynamic. Yes. My freshman situation was living in an old sorority house with, there were 12 of us. 12 of us in one house. I feel like I knew this and I 100% forgot. Because it wasn't your cousin, cousin, one of your roommates? Mm -hmm. I had two cousins that were my roommates. Oh, okay. And we lived in the loft upstairs. So we had four beds just like in a row. Like it looked like a little orphanage, basically. (laughs) what it sounds like (laughs) yeah I have to I'll have to send you a picture of it it's pretty sad and like my parents didn't tell me this until like after I graduated but they said that once they dropped me off they like felt really bad and they were like really scared for me they're like how did we let her (laughs) live here oh my gosh that's so funny how many bathrooms were there there were three bathrooms so there were four people to each bathroom okay that's not bad and then there were two kitchens, one kitchen to four people, and then the bigger kitchen to eight of us. Pretty wild. Yeah, we did wow. have two refrigerators, though. Anyway. Two for 12 people, though? I th- There were three refrigerators, so it was a refrigerator for every four oh. people, four person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's actually pretty nice. Not bad. Yeah, it was fine. But I survived. Wow. Lots of feminine energy, though, for sure. Mm. Twelve people. Twelve people is just a lot. 
I can't believe it. When I did study abroad, there were like 50 of us total living in like a big like London flat and Mm -hmm. each room, our room was the biggest and I feel like we had like 18, I think we were like nine bunk beds. Oh my gosh. And that was wild. But but at the time, you just kind of were like, okay, this is my room. And yeah, you were probably like, normal. okay, this is my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my first time And now like, imagine. Moving. Yeah, I had no idea. No. But now I'm like, I live alone and I can never even see myself getting married because that means I'd have to live with another person. No, it's going to be great to be married and him live in like a neighboring apartment. Yeah, that sounds great. We'll just get a duplex. <laughs> <sighs> Wow. So anyway, okay. I think we should say our <laughs> top three is all at once so that we can get the vibe of I the agree. whole group. I um, totally agree. I'll go first. I chose Shoshana from Girls. I just started rewatching Girls, so I'm in a deep girls mental <laughs> space, which is not really a great place if I'm being honest, <laughs> but that it is what it is. Um <sighs> so Shoshana I chose Fran from Shrill. She's a great roommate. Mm, I love I yeah. love Fran. She's such an iconic character from an underappreciated show. Yeah, like she's really chill and also really fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And like and, gives good real advice. Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah, great character. Great, great sweet mate. And Shoshana is like, she's quirky and funny, but she's also very clean and can be like fun and um down for whatever. I um, think she's the only girl from girls that would be an option. I agree. I agree. By far. And then my third one, I said um Mindy from Emily in Paris, played by Ashley Park. Oh, okay. I love her. Yes. Yeah, I feel like she would be really fun and just like bring some random stories and like fun Mm -hmm. to the group Mm -hmm. yeah she i love her character as well fun wow what a fun suite yeah it would be fun mine i said um lexi from euphoria oh (laughs) yes great love it i was debating i was debating lexi or cat and lexi won because i mean Cat can be a cam girl. That's fine. But if I'm sharing a room with Cat, because in this suite in Sex Lives of College Girls, they all have, it's two girls sharing a room. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I we'll had a take- roommate once who had a long distance boyfriend. And one time she, they like fell asleep on Skype. And but he was awake no. and I had been taking a nap and I woke up and I look over <laughs> and he is just staring at us. And then Ew. I had to like change my clothes and like get up and I needed and it, it was so terrible. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, I'm a little traumatized from webcamming. That's a horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. Why didn't he just hang up? I don't know. It was really weird. Really weird. Interesting. Um but yeah, but Lexi's like Lexi's fun. And I think she is also I think pretty clean. Like I think yeah. I think she would be a good roommate. Very responsible, but still fun. Yeah. I said Issa from Insecure. Mm. I feel like, honestly, it was actually hard for me not to just pick, like, the group of friends from Insecure. They would all be fun for for all different reasons. 
And, um, but Issa, I felt like, um, is like kind of the most, um, kind of like middle ground. Like she's, she likes to party and have fun, but she's not like, she doesn't go too over the top. And she also isn't as like, um, kind of like strict in mindset as like Molly, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought, and obviously she would be a blast. So I thought she would be really fun. And she's and been like a apartment manager, so like she could yes. fix things, like a clogged toilet or something. One hundred percent. She at least have like contacts to call. Yeah, if we needed, she'd know people or plumbing. Yeah, wow, I didn't even consider that. Um, and then I said, um, Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Ooh, fun. She is definitely partyish, but especially Alexis towards the end of Schitt's Creek, like. She is also career minded. Like she's she's a lot more grounded, and I just think it would be a really fun suite. Yeah, that would be really fun, and it's really fun to think of like Alexis and Issa for sure is a really fun combination to think about. And yes, I'd love to see a, a spinoff of that. I also just realized that their names. It's like Issa and Lexi could form to make Alex. So it's like Alexisa. <laughs> Alexisa and Jordan. And we're, yeah, I was like, well, I don't really fit in. <laughs> but that's fine. We would, I would have, they would, they would still let me into the club. Yeah, they would. Okay. Out of the, uh, sex lives of college girls, girls, who, who would you also invite to be your sweet mate? It's tough. I actually, I, they do a really good job on the show of making all four girls likable, mm-hmm. flawed. They all definitely have flaws, which I also really respect. Um, I think I would choose, I thought I had this figured out, but now I keep thinking of all the reasons why I would change it. <laughs> um, I think I would choose Kimberly. Really? Chalamet girl. Yes, I would. I think she's really funny and she, like, she's still fun too, but I also think I would kind of need someone who is a little more grounded. Yeah. I think I would choose Whitney because she is the, like um she's chill and yes. like go She with was the actually flow. the one I was just I was debating the most between mm-hmm. picking her or Kimberly just now. Yeah, we're on the same page. And I feel like hmm, Bella is just like a little too much. Yeah. And I think I would I couldn't stand living with her. I could be her friend, but I would could not live yes. with her. Yes. Yeah, I would love to be her friend, but I think she would be a very difficult roommate. And they all, because I, I just binged season one and ha, like so many times in season one, she is the grossest one. She's like leaving stuff in the fridge. Like, yeah. It goes moldy and mm-hmm. stuff like that's just part of her personality. And I I mean, I really like Layton too. I like them all, but Layton is like, I don't know. She kind of has a mean energy, <laughs> which I love to watch, but... Well, and she's going through her, know. like, sexual awakening, and that'd be a lot yes, to handle as, we as saying, a roommate. Sharing a room with someone that is, yes, that is just, it's a lot of foot traffic <laughs> in and out of the suite. <laughs> All right. How did you feel about Sex Lives of College Girls overall and season one versus season two? Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was super fun. Um, It's one of those just, like, breezy shows. Yeah that has really great characters 
like from the get-go you know who these girls are and even like the side characters I feel like are um really well like thought out and feel it's just like a fun cast of characters that starting from literally like the first minute of the show it's interesting comparing it to Mindy's other shows I was trying to decide what is my favorite Mindy show and I don't even think I have an answer yet because I think I like them all so much. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Never Have I Ever is my favorite favorite. Um, because I think there's just like, there's a lot of depth in that show too. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I, I thought this show was extremely fun and really, really fun. All the actors are fun and good, which I really like. So yeah. I don't really remember why it took me so long. I think I kept forgetting about it because I don't really hear people talking about it that often. Yeah, it feels kind of underground, which is kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if it's because it has sex lives in the title or if it's because it has college girls in the title. It's like both of those things can maybe Mm. kind of um, turn the viewers into like put them in a box, I guess, maybe like they're either interested or not interested in that demographic. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I just like I really enjoy it. I think it's really the writing is so good. Like almost every single line is hilarious to me and um, very funny. And yeah, I like the I think that the casting was really well done because I think the four girls are all so different and but vibe really well. And I think it's really fun to like see um, them all kind of be f- friends with each other, even though they all have such different backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. like they're able to like have other friends and like explore those their like hobbies or interests outside of their core four, but then still come back to Mm -hmm. each other, which I just really like that. I thought I think it's really good. Yeah, it makes them it makes it feel realistic. Mm -hmm. And part of that, too, like the girls do feel like real people like they kind of have their roles like almost like um that almost feels like it would be kind of like cartoony almost like you have like oh you have like the smart nerdy girl and then you have like the athlete girl Mm -hmm. the comedy the girl who wants to be a comedian and then like the rich mean girl but actually like they start to explore all their like extracurriculars and like those the worlds within their kind of like the stereotype that they're playing Mm -hmm. and it makes them all feel really like well-rounded and and real yeah, I agree. And um, just like you said, the side characters are also all really good. I think that um, Leela is one of my favorite characters. I am obsessed. I love her. I also I equal I like love all the side characters. Yeah, some of my favorite characters are the ones in like the women's center mm-hmm. when Layton starts volunteering there and then like stays longer and stuff. Like they are hilarious. Um, there, yeah, I love, I feel like, and I feel like that about everything. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I think it's kind of funny intentionally, like probably my least favorite of the side characters were all of like the comedy bros of the comedy magazine in season one. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy that we see less and less of them in season two because they were annoying. They were very (laughs) annoying. Shockingly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, speaking of comedy bros, there's also a very, very fun um, cameo by our one and only John Reynolds in season two. And 
I actually forgot about how he was in Four Weddings and a Funeral with Mindy's on Mindy's show. I forgot about that till just now because I was like, wow, I'm surprised that Mindy knows him. And I didn't connect that until I was just talking <laughs> about it. Well, it's unfortunately easy to forget about Four Weddings and a Funeral, even though. Yeah, when you were saying your another favorite. Another Mindy thing I liked. Mindy thing. I was like, for sure that one's my least favorite. But I still ended up liking it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the only one that is an easy last place because I did not like it at the beginning, but I did end up loving it. Yeah. But yeah, I know it. that was so funny. It was like, it was so jarring to see him. I get, I mean, his character wasn't like a bad guy. I just, the plot line when he comes like stirs up a lot of good and very interesting drama. I'm very intrigued because Bella is basically like we're watching baby Mindy kind of because like she's Indian and she is trying to make it as a comedy writer. And so I'm wondering, like, I, I want to know like how much of all these experiences were like literally Mindy in college Mm -hmm. or how many, I mean, like she's also writing this with other comedy writers. I'm sure that Bella is like a combination of Mindy and all of her co writers, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's also interesting because there's someone I, this this is a TikTok I saw where it's like there's always in Mindy's shows there's always a stand-in for Mindy like um a young Indian girl and then there's always a very suspiciously BJ Novak like character <laughs> like kind of a nerdy uptight like um in this case even like a comedy writer that's extremely similar to BJ Novak mm-hmm. and I find that very, very funny. It is very funny. And that's it that she doesn't help it like writing those these stories like that because it does blur the lines of like what's real and what's not real. And yes. So sorry, we're going to think that there are similarities and truthness behind Bella's storyline because of that exact thing. Mm hmm. Before we get into like spoilery and like finale um, discussion, what is there anything that doesn't work for you or that you didn't like? Um, I can't think of any big problems I have with it. There might be like nitpicky things like some of the I think that the only side characters that I'm not impressed by are some of the love interests. Like some of the boys I think are like flat. And, like, not very interesting. But they don't really get that much screen time anyway, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, like, I wouldn't say that's necessarily, like, my a qualm of the show or anything. But that's probably my one of my only complaints. I guess that's probably true you? to college, though. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, it's true. really I mean, short stints it's like you with really make... boring guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can make an argument for, like, how how realistic that is that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) what about you do you have any complaints grievances to air one thing I noticed more in the second season and I wanted to get your opinion if this was true in the first season since you just watched it and I just kind of overlooked Mm -hmm. it or forgot about it but a lot of the music sounded very similar to like the selling sunset or love is blind like uh generic songs like sometimes there would be a song that I would definitely know, but then all like 90% of the time it was like those kind of weird songs and it just felt a little 
jarring to me. I'm like, this is an HBO Max like series. Why are we not just getting real songs? That is interesting because what I noticed in season one was how good the music was. Yes. Okay. And that's what I thought I remembered. Some, yeah. And something that I was actually, I cannot remember, um, <laughs> was that like in season one, like there's several songs by Claude, for example. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like when this dropped, I can't even remember if I really had listened to Claude yet mm-hmm. or something. So I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I appreciate this. And then all these other songs that were also songs I already liked and was loving it. And then I guess I just didn't notice any songs. And so I think you're, I feel like you're right, but it's weird that the soundtrack was so good in season one and then blah cliche in season two. Yeah. That is, it's hmm. very, very odd. I wonder why that changed. Well, maybe it was so expensive getting John Reynolds to cameo that they didn't <laughs> have any more budget for the, the music. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's hilarious it's so funny because it's like who who else cares <laughs> that's the thing like when they, these things happen it's like does anyone else care about this or is it just me and jordan i genuinely don't know and that's why i'm glad we have this podcast so that we can at least geek out <laughs> over these overlaps of our favorite things and shows and people that uh, i feel like no one knows but maybe we're just um thinking we're smarter and know more people than people but i don't know yeah these these are the people that we name drop people are like who exactly <laughs> we're trying to impress other people and they're like well i've never heard of that person like i've been seeing a picture of this person i have no idea who you're talking about <laughs> like i literally have a video of me freaking out during taylor swift's little teaser trailer for her <laughs> music video where it yes. has john early and i started screaming <laughs> bloody murder and my no, friend was no. like, what? It's like, I know it's not just, like, I know it is a small group of people that can appreciate these people, but. But it feels like it's more gratifying because everyone else was freaking out about Laura Dern, which is, it was amazing that Laura Dern was going to be in a Taylor Swift music video. But to see John Early, who we have been obsessed with like it's just it's even more gratifying because it's so it fe- it's like niche Unf- like unf- he shouldn't be niche but he is he is and so it's John gratifying Reynolds- because ta- that means taylor swift also gets it yeah well I, I wonder if she watched search party i hope so but she loved it i really hope so <sighs> wow anyway um i do have another i have a plot question so i'm gonna dip okay. into some spoilery discussion but I think my other my other complaint is just that I think a lot of the storylines kind of get like dropped or like resolved really quickly that I'm like wait a second like what happened there for example mm-hmm. like did Kimberly's uh egg retrieval was it successful and like she just got paid for it and then like oh she's fine oh my gosh <laughs> I completely already forgot about that. Yeah. Whoa. That that was like her biggest plot thing of the season. And wow. And I guess so I guess her her debt was all covered. Yeah, like we it, never really even know of that. No, because they, the there, there's thing- one point where she says I might make $80,000. Yes, and I know and so she gets over 100 for the full year. 
So it's like she still hasn't oh even gosh. made that enough. I mean, she has her job at Sips, I guess, but and that she just, just seemed kind of weird. Completely recovered physically. No more money problems. I am so shook right now. Her parents I have no idea. I that was even a thing. Wow. It is actually, it's like they dropped that in favor of the, the strike, I guess. Which she should have actually been more conflicted about going on strike since she needs money so bad. That would have been very interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought I um, thought that she was going to be wow. hesitant because she didn't want to lose her job, but nope. No, she didn't care at all. Mm-mm. Wow. You have really blown my mind. I, <laughs> I completely forgot. And I, I, I guess I did still watch these a little too fast because that just... That should have been like the ser- the season finale of her getting her surgery. Like that was a huge deal. Yeah, and it was so so quick. Hmm. And I was also like, wait, okay. Like like um selling your eggs is like a huge deal and this show made it kind of look like it was just easy peasy. Like her recovery was like tough for like one episode. Mhm. And I was like, isn't this like hard? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's kinda like strange. It was kind of strange to me for her character because she's like so strategic and very smart. Like she's like the books mm-hmm. girl. And so it was just kind of funny and weird for me for her to be the one that's like kind of not even bat an eye at that. The idea of doing that. She was just like very on board so mm-hmm. quickly. I really, yeah, I thought that was what was going to happen was that, like, yeah, she would, like, keep putting off telling her parents that she lost her scholarship and, and like, this was a way that she wouldn't have to tell her parents. And then at the last second, just end up talking to her parents about it and not yeah. going through with the surgery or I something. I did, too. Or I thought that Leighton was going to somehow miraculously, like, and secretly get her, like, money. Yeah, that would have made more sense. But wow. Oh well. They did a really good job of fooling me into thinking that they had resolved that plot line <laughs> because wow, did they not? That's so wild. Um because I feel I do feel like that's a valid complaint though about other things like um Bella and the BJ Novak guy, Eric, mm-hmm. I want to say his name is that You're was right. kind of just like it it was kind of dropped until the very last moment of the season finale when she's sit- listing out all the mistakes she made all semester or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like they kind of were building that up like kind of subtly all season one. And then like he kind of just disappeared and she didn't really seem like she had that much remorse either. You know, like. I don't know. Just things like that. It's not as big of a plot line as the eggs, but Mm -hmm. that was. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there is more to it in the next season. Because I I was kind of surprised Mm -hmm. they didn't even have any kind of resolve. And yeah, it seemed like she was more mad about him finding out and still not even like knowing that like what she did was wrong kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, it was interesting. Totally. Um, um also with Layton, I was a little bit confused. Like, did she drop out of being a ca- in Kappa, whatever? Or is she still going to be in it? She just isn't going to live there 
And like be treasurer or yeah. whatever. I kind of took it that she just was done completely. But I was really surprised that her mom was legitimately okay with that. That happened immediately. Her mom was like, oh, like her mom had just been saying how she'd been waiting her entire life for her to join and was clearly a little like, well, and like rightfully was like kind of upset that Leighton never came out to her. She, you know, like, you know, like she kind of seemed like there was something else going on beneath the surface Mm -hmm. with the mom. But then she was like, oh, it's fine. I hate all these people here anyway. And here's $30,000 for the women's center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whoa. I mean, that's awesome. But from what we've seen of your mom, she's kind of a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like in season one, she was like, part of the joke was that she kept like hating on her own son and talking about how like, oh, he's so hot. And like she was kind of like the bad parent. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of random. Yeah. That suddenly she's all really nice and has no issues with Leighton quitting her legacy sorority and here's 30 grand mm-hmm. just like very resolved very quickly even though her name and her phone is the babadook <laughs> which is a really funny bit i really like that yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's funny wow you're raising some very good points um it's funny because, like, these are things I just, like, I'm thinking about because we have a podcast. I Like, I probably wouldn't even, like, bat an eye watching it. But it's just, like, they're just, like, interesting things that it's, like, I do. Oh, actually, how long are these episodes? They're longer than 30 minutes. No, they're 30 minutes. Are they 30 minutes? So it's kind of, yes. like, there are so many characters, and I understand we kind of have to move quick. But I just think that some of those things are, like, uh, we could have spent a little bit more time on that. I also think it was interesting that like we drop into season two at like Thanksgiving and then we end the season mm-hmm. at like the end of the some end of the year. But we missed oh, like I Christmas. Can't even, I can't talk about the timing of it because at f- the the beginning of season two, they were talking about they were like, oh, how's this trimester going? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they do trimesters. Yeah, which I guess I don't and even then, know yeah, if that then really suddenly means it's springtime. Yeah, well, it's like shorter a semester. If a semester is like half the year, then a trimester would be even shorter than that. So then that would be like, well, I we don't need to get into the months that that would be. But it's like I was like, oh, I don't really know any college that calls it a trimester. Well, because like I feel like BYU Idaho, my I was alma gonna say mater, that, would be a trimester school. Mm-hmm. But but did you ever? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess either. maybe it's not that weird. But that anyway. Um, I think I think the like for example, the donating her or selling her eggs. It's like that is such a complicated storyline and it ended up not really mattering anyway. So it's like why are you just overcomplicate it for yourselves, writers? Like mm-hmm. it just seems like there were simpler ways to go about this. Yeah. In different things. So it's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. now that we're like dissecting it more kind of like you're yeah. saying yeah i agree it does like pose interesting conversations about like the price of schooling and also um donating your eggs the what comes from that well like it's just, like it is it interesting could, it could and have, funny. But they, yeah yeah they kind of debated it for like two seconds yeah of like the implications or whatever blah 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 
it is like it's almost like the equivalent of the cliche though when um people are like oh an episode of a sitcom where it's like oh we need a hundred and five thousand dollars and it's like oh my gosh this talent show is giving a prize of a hundred and five thousand dollars like let's enter to win and it's it's yeah like it's it's always like that and then i feel like this ended up kind of being like that Mm -hmm. because we don't even know like they it's just so weird I cannot believe that. Like, I honestly just needed one line of her being like, I got my check for my eggs, egg donations today and paid off my tuition. Like, I, even just like a single line like yes, that. Yes, something. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised that, because I want to talk about like the cliffhangers at the end. I'm surprised that that, her talking to her parents or her parents finding out something about her scholarship wasn't part of like a cliffhanger for Kimberly. Yeah. Like, them calling be like okay the college just like we got this letter about your tuition or your scholarship ending or something like that you know like that's a huge deal mm-hmm. and part of her plot has always been that like sh- her family doesn't have a lot of money and so like that would be devastating in so many ways and so for her her cliffhanger just to be that she kissed Kanan is now I'm kind of like now frustrated by that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I, I, I actually really liked the finale though, because so many, there are so many things that have been building. I think specifically Bella that I'm glad are kind of finally being addressed because Bella has done a lot of bad things this, sem- this season, this semester, this season, this trimester. Um, that didn't necessarily seem huge at the time, but then it's like when um, the other girls at her comedy magazine are like upset with her for very valid reasons. I liked that she's finally having to like confront this stuff with them. And I kind of liked all this tension between the group. I think it will be really interesting. And like, I have like faith that it's all going to work out. Like they're going to stay friends, but I think it'll be really interesting to see how this play out. Um, so I did like the finale. Yeah. And I, I do hope, I mean, I, she can't transfer. I mean, that will be weird if she does, but, um, I do think it's interesting that like, she just cannot confront her problems at all, like with anyone else. So like she, even through transferring, she's doing everything she can to just, she makes a mess and then leaves it and refuses to like actually address it and like fix it. So, like, transferring is honestly the easy way out. And, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see. Honestly, I'm very, I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out with, like, the possibility of people not living together and um, Bella transferring. Set it up for a different kind of season than we got in season two. Because season two kind of just felt like it was, like, an extension of season one a little bit. Totally. Yes. Well, when you're talking about how it's like just continuing the same school year. school year yeah it, so it makes sense yeah, it really felt like part one and part two mm-hmm. yeah it'll be interesting something i thought was funny was that like i feel like uh i keep wanting to call her renee because renee rap is the actual i feel like she doesn't Layton. i don't feel like she looks like a Layton. she really, really looks like a renee so i just keep mm-hmm. wanting to call her that but she when the show starts like she is almost one of the she's like the most um kind of with inner turmoil because like she's closeted 
she doesn't like and she's really struggling with that she doesn't want to come out and so I like it season two she's like the one who's like in the best kind of mental place and she's like happy and Mm -hmm. she's back with Alicia and like and all this stuff and the other three are like the messy ones now Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kind of liked that flop that was fun that flop that flippity flop (laughs) yeah um yeah I, I I agree I was happy that I was happy with her plot and storylines. I felt like they they went how I wanted them to. And Me too. I also, re- I really liked that she kind of like came to terms with like, she got to see someone else being more mean than her and be like, wait a second, I don't like that. And mm-hmm. even like coming to terms with that and wanting to not be around people who are like that, I thought was a good storyline. And I liked that they showed that. I totally agree. Um, I cried in the episode where she came out to her dad. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. And I then I it. LOL'd when he showed up in that shirt and she was like, people are going to think that you are gay. <laughs> yeah, it was so it's funny. Really cute. Something I I really love um, the parents. I Rob Hubel plays her dad and he's hilarious. He's like a best week ever one of those crew and I always I feel very like they're my friends <laughs> any people that were on VH1 and um Kimberly's mom Nicole Sullivan is like an icon she was on Scrubs and she's like the she's like a she's like a very famous voice actor she does like some people in like Kim Possible and stuff I don't need to go into it but she's like an icon <laughs> And Sherry Shepard, she was, oh no, she was in this season with Whitney's mom. She's hilarious. Like the parents are all so good. And I feel like that's fun because a lot of times on shows like this, when the parents show up, it's like a huge drag mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, like they suck. But the parents in this are all hilarious and I love them all. Yeah, I agree. I think that the parents are great and I love when they come in. Like I don't, I don't need them to have like full plots, but no, um, whenever they show up, it's fun. I feel like that's basically all I have to say. I loved it. I don't even know if I could like, cause I watched season one so long ago, like which one I thought was better. I just enjoyed it all. Yeah. That's kind of, that's how I feel good. Having just watched it all. Um, it is funny. Cause I'm like, no, please believe us. We like this show. <laughs> even though we just like, <laughs> We're listing out all of those things. And it's so funny. I mean, it goes to show I couldn't think of any of those things. I was like, I don't have any problems with this show. And then when you started saying that, I was like, oh, my gosh, those are huge plot holes. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I mean, Um, we always say we're more nitpicky about the shows that we love. So it's true. Yeah. No, I love the show and I am excited that you watched it and hope other people will watch it. Because, yeah, it's a perfect, like, feel good, just turn it on, and you can do other things kind of show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It it seriously flies right by. I was a little, well, not worried, but I was surprised in season one. The first episode is, like, 50 minutes. And I was like, oh, this is not short. Oh, interesting. But then every episode after that was 30 minutes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is true. I remember that when I watched that. I was like oh, this is kind of dragging and like a little long. Like, I don't know if every episode needs to be this long. Like I was worried it was another four weddings and a funeral situation. (laughs) That's really funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, they feel like they're two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, 
glad you liked it. Who's your crush of the week? It's hard to pick between the four girls because I feel like they're all really, really good. And they're all so good at being funny, but also leaning into the dumb things that their characters do. You mm-hmm. know, like they all do dumb things. But um, and they all call each other out on their dumb things, which I also think is really fun. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, I think I am going to say Whitney, though. I feel like she's kind of um, like I feel like from what I've seen online, like no one ever talks about her. Alia Chanel Scott. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's maybe like the underrated one of the foursome. But I especially think this season, I mean, first season, her plot is almost all about her dating the stupid married soccer coach and i was like okay this is not this is not entertainment but this season i loved her like really trying hard in the science class and like just like getting to know her character outside of just soccer was really really fun and i think she's so beautiful and i want her to be really famous that's a great answer and i completely agree it's fun because, like, she's, like, besties with Renee, and, like, they're together a lot. Oh, my gosh. Wow. In real life. And um, Renee has, like, taken over my TikTok feed, and I follow her <laughs> on Instagram. So I'm I'm very into the Renee rap fandom, I think. Not as deep as I mm-hmm. could be, I'm sure, but. Um, the rap heads. Yeah. But also, I'm a little bit shook looking at their ages on IMDb, FYI, which I know Jordan loves this kind of discussion. Renee was born in the year 2000, which has made me gasp. Whoa. Because... She has a much older energy. Yeah. Pauline Chalamet was born the same year I was born in 1992. I actually did see how old she was. And... It did change the way I I watched this show. (laughs) Like you felt like she was too old. Yeah. Only sometimes though. I think she does a really good job of seeming like a college freshman, you know? And I I love, I love Kimberly's character. Mm -hmm. I think she's dumb a lot too, but sometimes she makes me laugh the hardest. Some of the, yeah, she's the the silly things. I think she's the glue. Um, Yeah, she is. And that honestly, an, I didn't even mention this because I wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. But her they put her in pigtails a lot in this season and I thought it was weird. And I th- I think it's probably because they were trying to young her young her down. Yeah. Age it her has down. To be. I mean, they were like, like the worst pigtails ever. It's like don't French braid someone who has like chin length hair. No, they were just like sticking out and like so straight. <sighs> and yeah, the pigtails were so weird. funny. One hundred percent, they're they're trying to make her look like she's seven. Yeah, but she's actually thirty. Mm-hmm. So it kind of does the opposite. Um, I also I forgot. I also wanted to shout out that Whitney also gets to have Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus's son as a love interest, and he's hot. So that was fun. Yeah, he was fun. He was very fun, and not fun Being at the same time. Famous, famous relatives. We didn't even mention. I mean. How can you not hear it in the Chalamet of it all? But I love imagining Pauline and Timothy being siblings. Like, what it's is very their life? Fun. It's very fun. Okay, wait. Sorry. So you you said Whitney Chase was your Whitney crush of the is week. my is my crush of the week. Okay, great. Um, I'm gonna go with 
I'm gonna go with Renee Layton. Layton, I good choice. I just I love every. She is one person who's like every line she says, and like the delivery of the line is so good. And it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to kind of separate the two people, um, like her in real life and her character. But yeah, she's great, and she's yeah a great follow, even though she is a two thousands baby. <laughs> She was born before 9-11. That's true. Let that be a comfort. She, I think, like, she as Leighton, she's, like, the most fully realized of the four characters. Mm -hmm. Like, she just is that character. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that even if you follow her real-life stuff, and I've seen some, because I've seen some of her TikToks and stuff, too, and, like, Leighton is all, like, rich and like dresses and like blazers are her vibe and stuff and that's not renee's real life vibe but there's no. just something about her that is like it just she just is that character i think it is like the line delivery feels very similar mm, okay yeah that would make sense but yeah that's why i like her all right our last episode of the year and what a year it was great tv wow. not not that many shows that we had to be like this was a no and I mean, we've already talked about that in our 200th episode, but it was a great year of TV. We were richly blessed. Yes, we really were. And next year we have Succession to look forward to, so it's going to be another good. year. I was just going to say it was like it was a great TV year, even with no Succession mm-hmm. new season. Pretty wild. Wow. Very. We are not going to have a new episode next week, but we'll be back the next week so we shall see you in the new year thank you for listening bye bye